I love notions, and I'm guessing that you do too. Hey there, friend. It's Carolina Moore, your favorite sewing and quilting YouTuber and now podcaster here with another episode. So we're hanging out in your gorgeous booth. I'll have to take pictures so people can see how amazing this is. But I want to start at the very beginning for people who don't know you. Yes. So you're so hungry hippie. What's your origin story? What's your like villain story, right? Well, thanks for asking. It's really, it's such a surprise to me where I am right now because I never saw this in my life. As a young teenager, you know, even into my 20s, I was a nurse, an RN in the army. I thought that was gonna be my career because I just really loved it. I love helping and serving people. And weirdly enough, I met my husband on a double blind date and he was military but we couldn't get married because he was enlisted and I was an officer. Oh. So, yeah. So Forbidden I, love. Right. <laughs> Always breaking the rules. <laughs> so I decided to get out because I thought, well, this is something new. And then we got orders for him to go to England. Mm -hmm. And that's where everything started because we really couldn't make enough money to put enough food on the table. Isn't that sad as an enlisted person? It really is. Yeah. So after I had, I had Mia already. She was one year old when we moved there. And then Ruby came along surprisingly. And I thought, oh my gosh, I have to put money on the table. Sure. And honestly, I was a little depressed because I couldn't work. And my whole identity was wrapped up in being a, a trauma nurse. Yeah, and being in another country and needing visas and whatnot to be able to work. So, oh, it was yeah. so expensive. It was prohibitive because childcare, as you know, is so expensive. So yeah. I would have been working and negative balance to pay the childcare. Yeah. So we decided I would stay home. And I thought, well, what can I do to help put money on the table? And I started sewing. And I'm not joking you, I was immediately hooked. Oh. Yeah, I had to sew every day. I didn't know what a bobbin was. Can you believe that? That's so awesome. Oh, my gosh. I think back and I think, how did I? I just looked at books. I, I read blogs at the time. I couldn't get YouTube because our internet in England was a joke. Yep. We just couldn't get it. So I just dove into blogs, books, rented books from the library. And slowly, I made a lot of mistakes, just kept going. Yep. And I, I had to sew every single day. And so soon, I was selling bags that I made or eventually quilts, like lap-sized quilts sure. that I would just do on my machine, you know. And people were so encouraging there. And, I, and the British folks, they really value handmade mm -hmm. because for them, it's super important to have something unique. Yes. And so I, I had a lot of support that way. And uh, I started doing shows, mm -hmm. like craft shows, we would call them, I guess. But yep. the biggest one was this Undly pumpkin patch one. And I made enough money there in four weeks to pay our oil or heating bills for the whole year. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was incredible. So that built my confidence. And that's where it, it really all started. It's just, it's like a dream. I yeah. never saw that. So after making a bunch of things all the time and lots of pressure of trying to sew to produce, sure. I figured, okay, I got to be smarter here. You were a one-woman sweatshop. Exactly. All the time, like sewing till four in the morning. And so I thought, how can I do better? And I thought, let's, let's start writing patterns. And so I would test them on friends and, you know, 
I always ask, what is confusing? Please tell me everything. What can I word better? Because I want everyone to be able to decipher my patterns. Yeah, the best pattern designers don't have ego about it. It's exactly. The, the pattern is written for the person reading it, not the person writing it. Exactly. A hundred percent. That is the perfect, succinct phrase right there. The person writing it already knows how to do it. That's why they're writing it. Exactly. Well, hopefully they know how to do it. Sometimes right. they don't. That's a whole <laughs> other story. Yeah. So, and yeah, that's where we are. I mean, it's, I tell people all the time, you know, a lot of times these overnight success people, you don't see a decade of work behind it. Sure. Yeah. And so my journey has been slow and steady and it's okay. It's okay. Well, I, I was told early on that it takes eight to 10 years to become an overnight success. Oh, so brilliant. thankfully someone told me that and I was prepared for like the slog to become an overnight success. Right. Um, yeah. Because yeah. so, to the world, it looks overnight. Sure. But to those of us who are in the trenches, um, <laughs> Definitely there was a not. lot of trench. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I know you for, first I knew you for your vinyl. Yes. Because you have this amazing variety of all different kinds of vinyl. Can you tell me about, like, what got yes. you into vinyl? What, like, what did you start? And tell me about some of the different kinds you have. Okay. Well, you know, what's funny is I loved working with it. And I realized that people didn't know where to get it. And there's a big uh, variance of vinyl types. Some is really terrible. And some is really great. And so my friend Wendy at the time said, you know, you know where all this stuff is. Why don't you start providing it to people? Because it's really hard to find. Yes. And I thank her for that because that is really where I finally could feel like I was truly contributing to my family. And so I design sort of what I mean by that is like colors and sparkle and putting elements together and then I send pictures to a factory overseas mm -hmm. and we go through testing because a lot of times it won't work for a home sewing machine. So we have sure. to dial it down and, and figure out, okay, how can the, the average sewist at home with an average machine make this work? Sure. And so then when the samples are right, then we mass produce and import that. And it's just, it's such a learning experience. So that is how I ended up providing vinyl is because at the time, nobody had it really. Yeah. Except maybe some boat companies, you know. Yep. But that vinyl is very thick. Because it's sewn on an industrial machine. Exactly. And most of us don't have an industrial machine. Exactly. And I still don't. <laughs> so, no, I don't either. Yeah. And I always tell people, if I can't sew it, I don't sell it. So through all the testing and importing and all the drama and hard work behind that, I find what works and then put it on my website. So for people who can't see, and I'll have yes. links in the show notes for people to be able to look at, but yeah. when we're talking vinyl, we're talking the clear vinyl that most of us are used to for making like a see-through bag, but it's also faux, like, ve I think it's called vegan leather now. Sure. It used so, to be called like pleather when I was younger, right? Right. And Remember now it's pleather? vegan leather, right? <laughs> well, what's funny is vegan leather is technically a product with absolutely no animal products in it. Okay. And so a lot of times people are using that and it's not technically correct. Oh, interesting. Right. So it's really faux leather. Yes. So I do have a lot of the opaques. I always like colorfuls. I've added neutrals to my arsenal because I know a lot of people like their browns, their whites, their blacks. So we sure. have that. But I think I'm really known for super colorful, vibrant, a lot of iridescent. 
Yeah. And then, yeah, I definitely have tons of clear, the glitters, the the stars, the hearts, things yeah. that I love. And some, you know, some may say I have a teenage style and I embrace that. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. I love so, it. Isn't it like Lisa Frank? Yes, right? totally. Lisa Frank is in again. Oh. And for those of us who grew up with Lisa Frank and have those folders yes. and like all of our like yes, stationary everything. items were Trapper all keeper, Lisa Frank style. Yes. I mean I think she she should everything, right? Yes. And she had style and you like yes. embody like a trendy modern version of like uh yes, a sewing Lisa Frank. I love that. Thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> Sometimes my husband, he's from the Dominican Republic and he'll say, You remind me of Cindy Lauper and I'm like, Thank you. Yes. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. And all of that, all the 80s are totally coming back. Yeah, they are. In like a, sometimes a frightening way. Right? <laughs> I'm like, no. Not the okay, We, we left that in the 80s. That was a home <laughs> game there. Leave the perms. <laughs> so people can find your So Hungry Hippie products in local quilt shops as well, right? Yes, they because can. Because you sell there. Yes, we do wholesale for brick and mortar shops and some online stores. And then we also opened a brick and mortar last year. I saw that. Very new. Five miles outside Madison, Wisconsin. Okay. And it's very small, but it's cute and cozy. And I encourage people, if they want to come in, please come by, say hi. And uh, we have a bigger area in the back. So that's where we do our online shipping and pulling for orders. And so sometimes people will come in and say, well, I know you have this. I don't see it out here. And I'll say, let me go get it from the back. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been fun. You know, I've learned a lot from having a, quote, brick and mortar, a real shop in the flesh (laughs) because you realize what people need in, in real time. And I love the support, answering the questions. You know, one lady came in and said, I have no idea how to do a boxed corner. I've watched your videos, but it doesn't, I just don't get it. And so I took out some jelly vinyl and I did it right in front of her right then on the fly, took out my machine. Here we go. Watch. And then had her do it. And she was like, oh my God, that was it. I firmly believe that local quilt shops are a national treasure. They are. This is why. Yep. Because local quilt shops, they tend to find talent, like people who understand this industry. The person behind the counter is someone who either has done or is learning, actively wanting to learn the things that we all do and make. And so if they don't know the answer, they know someone who knows the answer. Exactly. Because we can't all know everything. No. But they can mm-hmm. usually say, oh, but you know who does have this answer? And even if they're sending you to someone like, I watched this YouTube video, they just, they're just they just an extra point of reference. Right. They're like a quilty librarian who can point you in the right directions to get your answers. That's such a great term. That's exactly how it is. I love libraries. Librarians know just, everything. <laughs> but you know, I love libraries, but I think back and I could never really master that card catalog. Oh. <laughs> I, I always <laughs> ask for help. <laughs> the, the, the card catalogs are best repurposed as antiques that yes. we can now put all our tchotchkes in. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> there, We can leave those in the 80s. Yes. <laughs> along with the really you. short shorts. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I love going into quilt shops. Anytime we travel, I try to hit the local quilt shops. Absolutely. The knowledge in there. It's amazing. I mean, no matter where you go. Yes. I love in, there's a local shop in Madison, Blue Bar, and there was a lady working there, Julie, who she could just math out what you needed for a backing on a quilt in seconds. Yep. And I, I would just look at her. How do you even do that? Yep. <laughs> 
I need to do a formula or something. Right? Just yeah. magic, math in their Crazy. head. Quilt math right in the head. Yeah. I still need a post-it note for everything. All my quilt math is always yes. on a post-it note first. Brilliant. Yes. Are you one of those people with a big wall with tons of post-it notes? I wish. I wish I was too. I live in 1,200 square feet in San Diego. Oh my gosh. And I lived in a house twice as big in Las Vegas because lost and in new construction in Las Vegas. Of course. And when we moved to San Diego, I got half the square feet um, at twice the cost. Yep. Um, but what I didn't realize is that I was also going to have half the walls oh. to put things on. You don't think about that. When you lose the square footage, you also lose that circumference of the walls. Sure. So there are so many family photos that I haven't seen in eight years because they got tucked away because they don't fit on my walls. Oh my gosh. What made you move there? My husband got a job transfer. Okay. Yep. yep. So do you love San Diego? Um, sometimes I love the weather. Yeah. Sometimes I want my sunshine tax rebate. Okay. Um, because we pay a sunshine, sunshine tax in California. What? In terms of, uh, <laughs> it's a, <laughs> it's a joke. Like, <laughs> a because joke. we pay so much more to live in California, yeah. we call it the sun, sunshine tax. Yeah. And so on cloudy days, we want our rebate sure. because it's not sunny today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or I know rainy, rainy days, we really want our rebate. <laughs> I bet. But, um, I mean, it's a small house, but the schools are great. The community Good. is great. There's lots for the kids to do. It's a very family-friendly. There's, I mean, and if you can't find anything else to do, there's always the beach. Oh, amazing. Um, but it's incredibly expensive, and we live in an ancient, tiny house. Sure. <laughs> Which, because you used to work out of your house before you got the shop. Oh, yes. Every square foot was used. Yes. Yeah, so I, I always tell people, you know, your house is for living and for using. Yes. And so I, nothing in my house is like on display or perfect yes. or I don't know what that is. And, and no offense to people who live that way where sure. everything is perfect at all. But what I mean is don't, sometimes people would come in my house at that time and be like, oh my gosh, what is all this stuff in here in the dining room? Sure. Oh, this is orders going out. Like we, yeah. we process all these orders right here. Yep. I'm using my house. We don't eat at a dining table. We eat in the kitchen. Sure. <laughs> you know? And so I've never been embarrassed about the journey where I came from because it's part of your story. Embrace yeah. it. It made me who I am. I'm uh, incredibly perseverant. And I, I, I'm sensitive and I feel things deeply. And sure. But at the same time, you have to be tough. Yeah. Because it's not easy, is it? No, it isn't. <laughs> So I want to talk, you also have zippers. Yes. And you have zippers. some of the most amazing, fun zippers to play with. Thank you. Because they're like rainbow and stripey. Yes, and colorful. Lots yes. of stripes. I, I feel like a stripe goes with everything. So at first stripe I was... Stripe as a neutral. I like it. Yes. Just like leopard is a neutral to me. That it is. Right? Agreed. So I started with leopard zippers and then people were asking for strapping. So I brought in the seatbelt webbing strapping, that yes. style. And then I... And then I brought in black and white stripe zippers, and they were going like crazy. So then came along black and white stripe webbing. I call it webbing, strapping, webbing. Okay. Uh, and then just recently, we introduced, I think, eight more colors, like pink and green and a couple of blues. And the zippers? And the zippers, too. Okay. Yeah, they match. And uh, also the glitter webbing, which is, you know, strapping on totes or duffels, and you can use it for key fobs. Because I like shiny, yes. so I had to get the glitters in. And I think we'll add more colors eventually, but 
you know, I listen to my customers and I try to bring in what they're asking for repeatedly. And so recently I brought in a red faux leather. I usually don't do red because it's just so strong for me. I like pink. Okay. And this red is perfect in this faux leather. And I said, I got it for you guys. Oh. And it's, it's going well. So I'm very happy about it. Yeah. So yeah, eventually we'll have some red zippers and red webbing. And yeah, we just, we go slowly, take steps, see what works. Yes. You know, that kind of thing. As a small business, I think you have more flexibility to do that. Yes. You can listen to your customers more closely. Everything is closer. Yes. So, yeah, lots of shiny. So other than red, what's next for So Hungry Hippie? <laughs> I have done some online classes because I am on YouTube, but I think there's so much on YouTube. Sometimes people sure. can't find things. Yes. And so I decided, how can we bring this uh, more quickly to people. And so I did some of my patterns in online class formats, starting from, you know, cutting out the pattern pieces, fusing the interfacing, and then each step. Yes. And so there is a small fee for those classes, but the feedback has been really positive. Yeah. So I think we're going to do a lot more classes and I hope to branch it out into other people's patterns as well, if they allow it. Oh, great. Yeah, because I think, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna do necessarily a garment pattern, but I would love to choose one of my favorites and film a class on it so that other people feel confident. And sometimes all they need to see is you doing it one yes. time, and then they've got it. Yep. You know, and then they'll buy that pattern, of course. Of course. Yeah. Now, we're recording this in um, June, almost end of June, but yes. we just recently had Me Made May. Yeah. And you have some of the most fun and just, I just you have these Me Maids that, because you have this great, like we just talked about your Lisa Frank style that make me go, oh my gosh, I wish that I could dress like you do. You just, you have the most fun, quirky, I like yes. just, yes. Quirky and colorful. And <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, you know. When I was about 20, I had a boyfriend at the time that told me, why do you wear such colorful stuff? It's garish. And, and pretty soon after, I was like, bye. Yeah. Well, because I need color in my life, but I do not need yes. you in my life. Right. <laughs> and so I just embrace it. Color makes me feel alive. It makes me feel happy. And so I'll pair things up that maybe aren't matchy-matchy at all. But for me, it works. Yes. And so I just go with it. And my me made May, I thought, well, I'm just going to show how I really dress. Yeah. And I will layer pants under a dress and have a scarf on and different color glasses or whatever. I just do it and yes. embrace it. Yeah. And what's funny is a lot of people, I think, like that look. Maybe not for them. Yeah. But they like to see it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, it, and then maybe they'll put on a, a pink or a teal scarf in their next outfit where usually they would have been beige oh. or tan or I don't know I just yeah but inspire like okay so maybe I'm not gonna go full, full on Natalie right <laughs> but I can have like a Natalie inspired yeah yes. something like that yeah yeah I love it it's fun sometimes I'll be in the grocery store and someone will stop me where did you get that dress and I'll say oh I made it oh that's so fun isn't it it's fun I don't want to feel like I'm bragging oh like, oh I made it but you know, it was really easy. <laughs> this is, I mean, my hem isn't turned on. No, I, I got to stop doing that. Right? Yeah. Just, they don't know that. No, they, they don't, don't know they haven't turned your hem that you just yeah. surge the edges or whatever. Right, or, right. Yeah, no one will know that. No. 
And, and we've had, I'll tell you what, a big increase in the store of young sewists, like early 20s. Oh, that's so fun to hear. Oh, so fun because they're ready to just do whatever. They're not afraid of messing up, really. Yes. Because they don't know. Sometimes ignorance is bliss because is. what you don't know, you're not afraid of. Yeah. So they'll just say, oh, well, I want to make this dress. And I'll say, yep, you can do it. Let's go. That's one of the things with quilters that I would love to like beat out of our community is that right. we pass on fears. Yes. I did curves in my 20s. I did a quilt with curves um, because I didn't know any better. Sure. I mean, I did foundation paper piecing on this huge scale. I didn't even know what foundation paper piecing was. And I was like, oh, I can probably make that. That's amazing. And I mean, did it turn out perfect? No. no. But I just, I jumped in and tried it and I had yes. a great time. Yeah. And then years later, I got into like a quilting community and people were like, oh, that has curves. And I was like, wait, wait was I supposed to be scared? I missed that class. Wow. Isn't and that And I just didn't something? know that I was supposed to be scared. Right. And if you don't know you're supposed to be scared, then you're not scared. Right. And you just do it. Yep. So if someone tells you, ooh, that's scary... I had someone tell me that entering a quilt show, she was afraid to enter a quilt show. Oh. And she was way more experienced than I was. And I thought that she was a lot more talented than I was as well. And I oh. thought, well, if she's afraid to enter a quilt show, then I have absolutely no business doing it. Oh, no. So that probably held me back from entering a quilt show for five years. Sure. Because I adopted her fear. And then I moved to a new city. Nobody knew me. And I thought, okay, nobody knows me here. So there'll be no shame in entering a quilt show. Sure. Yeah. I entered the quilt show and I won second place. Oh my God. And at that moment was when I decided, okay, I'm not adopting anyone's fears anymore. No. I'm also not sharing my fears with other people. Oh, smart. And I'm telling yeah. other people to stop being scared of curves, stop being scared of anything that you're quote unquote scared of is just something you haven't learned yet. Yes. It's so right. And then you learn it. Yeah. And then we're smarter. I swear Nike has the best lingo ever just, just do, do it. it like seriously just do it yep get do up it and ugly do it. yeah do it bad yes do it over again yes that's all fine exactly just do it you know somebody just posted about her mugs and how it didn't fire correctly mm -hmm. and i said actually you know i'd really like a second because i like things that aren't perfect i like those i have a friend who has like this one tooth that kind of sticks out a yes. little bit. And I tell her, I love that about you. Oh. It makes you so unique and pretty to me. Oh. Yeah. I really love that about things. I don't know what that is, but. Uh, it makes something, because humans are not perfect. Right. If people are actually not symmetrical. Yeah. Like we think we are. Right. But if you actually fold like a picture of your face in half, yeah. it doesn't line up perfect. We just, thing? we are not perfect. We are not, we're designed imperfect. Jeez. Oh, and that's why maybe I gravitate yeah. towards that. I love it. Yeah, so just pick up that machine, those scissors, and just go for it. It has been so fun chatting with you. Thank you for um, having me. I'll be adding all the places that people can find you and connect with you and fall in love with you the way that I have <laughs> and be inspired by you. Thanks so much for taking this time. Um, I, I, I wish we could talk for hours and hours more, and I, I hope we will someday. Yes, we will. Thank you for having me. Friends, that's our episode for today. I hope you loved it as much as I loved having this conversation. Remember that you can find all the details that we talked about in the show notes. And those are all at ilovenotions.com. And make sure to leave this podcast a review in your favorite podcasting app. 
leaving it a review will let people know that maybe they should listen as well. And it will help the podcast algorithm show this podcast to other people who love notions just as much as we do. Friends, that's all I have for you today, but I will see you right here real soon. Bye for now.